Today on Podcast Them Down, we're talking to Duskmorn about their brand new album. Podcast Them Down! Welcome to Podcast Them Down. I'm Tim Regan from U.S. power metal band Burning Shadows, Fade to Black Metallica Tribute, Dual Violin Folk Metal Band Eisenmore, and Recently Vacated Graves True Zombie Metal. Be sure to subscribe, like, or follow. And now, on with the show. Alright, so, like I said, Duskmorn, new album. Newer than this one that I'm holding in my hand. I realize it's an audio medium, but I have Legends yes. right here. <laughs> <laughs> which I believe I bought at your first show. Yeah, I think so. I remember that. Yep. You remember me buying it or you remember the first show? No, I think I remember you buying it, actually. Alright, so, so Bill and Walter are Duskmorn. And the, so the music sounds huge and my memory escapes me. How did you perform live if it's two of you? Uh, so we had, at the time we had, um, we had a drummer, um, and we had a fill-in bass player. Uh, we still have a fill-in bass player, but, um, you know, the drummer front is still kind of something that we, you know, have session. Bill plays drums, but... I think, you know, we rely on session players for that, for album stuff. Yeah, at least at the moment. That show, man, not to get ahead or anything, but like that was <laughs> something else. There's such a story behind that show. And dude, I, I want to hear the story. I'd say, yeah. I'd say just go into it, man. <laughs> so the drummer that we had playing uh, for us at the time, he was from Florida. So we had no rehearsals nothing we flew him up and then we oh, wanted to get like then. two hours of rehearsals in we were having issues with our backing track because we have a lot of keys and stuff so like we weren't spending time rehearsing we were spending time fixing the damn backing track <laughs> yeah that is a very familiar uh a very familiar thing for us <laughs> yeah oh, it's such a headache man well but, for one of us right <laughs> <laughs> It was so stressful, and we ended up getting to the show late. We wanted to be there much earlier. We felt like assholes for that, but like that we had no choice. We had to like at least play as a band for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, somehow it crashed during the show, though. Thankfully. Oh yeah, that you know, so thankful for that. Well, a I backing I track, a backing track going wrong mid song. Just you don't want that to happen ever. Oh yeah, we. Or if someone starts the wrong song. My... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it was. was uh... It was like playing in the wrong tempo. <laughs> We're all uh, around. <laughs> that was uh, wrong key. That only happened uh, once, I think, though. I, fortunately, for that particular song, um, it was just a click until I think later until the chorus so we basically started off at the wrong tempo we had a little there's like a little break in the song and then i shut the backing track off and i was like just let's just roll with it and our drummer picked it back up and i was like oh thank god like a ninja <laughs> yeah. awesome. uh, well the, sh the show must have been good because i went and bought the cd i'm i'm very um picky <laughs> about about uh buying cds because i have too many of them now you know it's yeah like the, yeah no, the, the show the show itself i mean it ended up 
it ended up going, you know, pretty pretty damn well, all things considering. Yeah. But leading up to that point was just like <laughs> stress city. I, I I think I remember like every member of Eisenmore was like, dude, this, this fucking band is like, how how are we supposed to compete with this band? <laughs> like, oh, um, oh that no was way, a, man. That was an earlier iteration of Eisenmore as well. Oh so, yeah, we were like half yeah. the members were different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was checking out. Um, you guys did like uh, like playthrough videos or something, uh, COVID style. Yeah, <laughs> and that was really funny. Like your drummer was playing on like cups and shit. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he like he like picks up his like drum head, and he's like, obviously like living in an apartment or something. It's like no, you can't do that. <laughs> But yeah, I remember you guys had like a a lot of different people in the band at the time. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we have more now than we did before. So we have seven people now. Yeah, nice. It just if I'm slightly right. <laughs> oh, we, we let's see. We we actually have a uh, we have our chat actually has something in it. So Rust three three zero seven says Bill rocking the beard looks good. Just FYI. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so the the new album. Um, I I was I wanted to do this to promote the Kickstarter, but you met the goal in two days. You're God you damn. have a, another two weeks to go, and you're almost at twice your goal. Um, yeah, that was actually pretty shocking. I good think. for you guys. Uh, yeah, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we, we weren't expecting that like so quickly. So definitely, you know, big thank you to everybody. So the the Kickstarter was to raise money for mixing costs, album artwork, studio session drum recording, production costs, the, uh, including CDs, patches, vinyl, and T-shirts. Four thousand dollars seems cheap to me. <laughs> so, yeah. So we have like funds already for that. Um, well, we have some funds already, but this stuff we needed on top of what we have. Um, that's not covering, you know, everything flat out. There's no right. fucking way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that was similar for us. You know, it's, it's like, we, we, we were happy that we only lost like a few, we, we only had to pay a few grand out of pocket or something. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good, you know, that's like, Oh yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe it. Um, yeah. and, and you know, th that's actually, um, maybe, maybe worth a discussion point when you're at like the level that we're we're all at uh it's like this is because it's don't, such a hobby mike don't bring them down to our level <laughs> that's true that's, okay no, we're yeah, on the same level but but it's like the, the fact that it's a hobby it's it's almost seems like like from your fans um it's it's sort of like not not realized, I guess. So it's like when we do anything, it's like out of our pockets. We're not making any money. It's all, you know, the Kickstarter is basically there just to make it so you're not absolutely murdered by the cost as opposed to, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as opposed to like ma making it even a profit or a net zero. Um, which, which, which is, I think, I think is a good thing to, to discuss and realize, right? Like, you know, this is, this is just helping you guys keep, you know, keep things going and keep making the music so that it's not just a total monetary loss. Yeah, and I think, like, our goal is always, like, <laughs> it's not to make money, it's to break even. Like, yes. have, it, <laughs> have it fund itself is is our goal, really, financially, for the band. 
Yeah. So I, I think it's the same for Eisenmore. Yeah, if we if we ever break even, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's like, you know, all kinds of other stuff too, like new gear, uh repairs, strings, like, you know, all that shit adds up and that's stuff that's not even mentioned in the Kickstarter. And like with the Kickstarter too, it's it's so hard to go in and be like, okay, we need ten thousand dollars to do all this. And like put a realistic goal because it comes off as like greedy or something. Yeah, That's how I, me and I, Bill feel. I feel yeah. like people don't understand the real cost of a lot of these things, especially when you're you you in particular are using very high quality uh uh people <laughs> for the mixing. Uh, I saw the the mix the guy who is mixing and I believe mixed your previous albums is Christoph Brandis who worked yeah. with Necrophagist. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's it's funny. It's like an int- that's an interesting pairing like Duskborn goes to Necrophagist uh, mixer. <laughs> but it was more for we are fans of the band Finsterforce. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, of that. That was on there too. He, yeah, he mixes those guys so and mm-hmm. records them, I believe, too. So Yeah, when we first heard like I, I forget which music video it was, but we were just like immediately blown away, like, wow, like what who is this guy? So that's how we found yeah. the Finster Force video. Yeah, well, for, for better or worse, I mixed <laughs> the Eisenmore album and I never wanted to hear it again <laughs> after <laughs> I was done. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Good for so, you, dude. That's uh, like a task that me and Bill have talked about. Like, you know, we want to get to there uh, at some point, but like we can make no, you don't. mixes. No, I know. <laughs> we want to, but do we want to, you know? You know, cramming vi- drums, guitars, violins, clean vocals, screamed vocals, uh, keyboards, and whatever else. Uh, you guys also use, fl- uh, a lot of flutes at least on your first album you know i it's it is so hard to do that and listening to this guy's mixes it, it sounds flawless and effortless for him yeah i don't so, know how he so it's it. a good choice <laughs> yeah we like do a pre-mixes before we send it off to him and every time he sends it back to us for the first time, it's like, holy shit, there's so much <laughs> life in this mix. <laughs> like my mix and, and Bill's mix, it, it sounds like wet cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There's actually, um, maybe, maybe I shouldn't uh, talk about another podcast on our podcast, but there's, there's a. Only if you're starting a podcast war and then people come listen to us. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Well, okay. Devin Townsend has been doing some light podcast stuff during the quarantine, and he talks about his album Sinkestra was the first one that he mixed himself and how it was so like, he was like, yeah, this was way harder than I, than I thought yeah. it was going to be. <laughs> uh, and is that out? Al- that album has. I'm not super familiar with that album. I'm familiar with Devin, obviously, but like, mm-hmm. does I have a ton of keyboards and stuff on it? Uh, so I actually never, I always thought the album sounded not bad. It does sound a, a little thinner. It is pretty, it's, it's not hugely synth heavy, um, but it's got some. Cause Mike I know his more Devin recent. tells in mixing thin. <laughs> <laughs> Headlines. Dis. Dis track. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know his like later his later music has like a ton of stuff going on. Oh yeah, well, I'm I'm somewhat of a Devin Townsend fanboy, so he's great. I, I can tell you way too much. <laughs> so I uh, another band this guy mixed uh, is called Pessimist. And I was oh. like, no way. Turns out it's not the pessimist from Baltimore. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was, and that, that sent me on a, a uh, rabbit hole where I was like, I wonder what they're doing. And I found out their last album was something like 20 years ago. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't think it was quite that long ago, but I was definitely feeling old for a second. So the drummer is, oh, man. I should have looked up how to say his last name, Kevin Paradis parody oh yeah the drummer is this the same guy who attempted the uh the world record for double speed pedal drumming double pedal speed drumming very likely i'm not sure i i googled him and this video came up and uh, i couldn't figure out if it was the same guy he has a youtube channel um that he's very active on um i know him and like you know samus Six yeah. six six. I yeah. think they were like you know, they're like they were talking oh. or something on one video, and so he's yeah he's cra- he's a crazy drummer. Yeah, I check I, some I, of his stuff out. I'm not as familiar, I'm I'm not as familiar with him, but I know Samus, and Samus is outrageous. So if they're on the same level, it's like oh, oh yeah, <laughs> of, yeah, of, of <laughs> like skill level for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know we're Bill found Kevin. And yep. we were just like, this guy's unreal. And some yeah, of these probably the same guy then. <laughs> probably. I, I just remember hearing like when I was first getting into like death metal and things like that, hearing some of these drummers like, man, this is nuts. But I feel like in the last like five to 10 years, some of the drummers that you see nowadays, it's like, I don't even understand anymore. Like I can't comprehend what you're doing. It's beyond, it's beyond yeah, me. I, I, <laughs> totally. But yeah, we were like, <laughs> this this dude, Kevin, is probably going to be bored playing our shit. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> but he so he to- added he added so much flair and stuff. Yeah, like, I was I was going to ask. So I assume you send him like, here's here's the groove, or you know, here's the general idea, like halftime, or you know, yeah, blast like, here or whatever. Everything were kind of like laid out for him, and then you know he just added his you know style. And then here and there, he kind of would change something. And sometimes we were like, oh, yeah, that's actually better than our idea. So, yeah, it was really cool. So yeah. when you guys write drums, I mean, like, what do you use? So we typically we use Guitar Pro, which I know isn't like the. That's what the, we use. OK, yeah, it's, it's, it's great for if you're a guitarist. Did you say five? I actually five. paid for seven. So, <laughs> so did I. I. <laughs> and you're still but, using five. Okay, well, it, that, that answers my next question. <laughs> I don't know. Seven's seven's got some advantages, but you know, I th- I work fastest in five. It's I I know all yeah. the uh, the um, shortcuts and and oddities. I don't like finding the new ones in Guitar Pro Seven. Exactly. <laughs> It's definitely a workflow thing. Like five, I don't know. It just seems it's it's a lot simpler, too. Yeah, you're not like bogged down by all this extra shit that you don't really need to get the idea out. Yeah, right. I've actually, uh, 
And, and I, I wonder if you've tried it. I, I've, I've, I've personally experimented with trying to write in different ways because I feel like it, it like, you know, if I write by like, so, so animals as leaders, apparently they'll, they'll play with a dog. And that's like how they, how they write. Um, and I used to do that until I joined Eisenmore and Tim was, Tim had been, I've been friends with Tim for a long time and I know he, he was using guitar pro. So I started trying to write guitar pro and it, it allows me to analyze things in a different way. But I think the type of music I produce with guitar pro is different than when I record it like straight into a DAW. Have you guys ever uh, messed with anything like that while writing for Duskborn or? That's interesting. So you think like your stuff comes out different when you write it on the DAW? Yeah, so so I I might make different decisions, um, and I don't I don't know if it's better or worse, just different. Yeah, it's something we Walter and I definitely talked about trying to do. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe Walter, you have done it a little bit. I've tried. Like, yeah, me personally, I've tried. Um, I've tried writing in Cubase. Mm-hmm. Um, but same kind of concept. So I'll use like Drum Kit from Hell or Easy yeah. Drummer. Yep. and kind of lay down like a like find a tempo that i want to write in and then throw in a groove and like write to that uh i've tried that approach and obviously the guitar pro approach right i think for me personally um i mean bill does a way more of the writing than i do um but when i try and write in cubase i think stuff comes out a little more i don't know simple i you know i could understand that yeah, yeah like straightforward whereas writing in guitar pro i feel like i pay more attention to little details and like start layering right yep. which yeah. then inspires other shit from the layering so like i don't know i think that's just the way the way to go for us at least no no that's all yeah and i think any way you write is is so long as it works for you right yeah that's great. i think if we were like a punk band Fuck yeah! Open up, open up the DAW, just start riffing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But it's like if you can make Guitar Pro Five sound good and epic with those sounds, then you know you've got something good. I I will say there were, there were a few songs that we wrote that when they when we finally played them, it was like, oh, this sounds exactly like I wanted it to. This is so great, <laughs> and, and it, that that sensation of getting it from like MIDI to to actual instrumentation, it's like. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's times like where Bill will write something like, uh, like on the new album, we have this like vocal choir part that comes in after this kind of like black metal y Falkenbach type riff. Nice. And then like these choirs come in and it sounded good in Cubase. But after we recorded it and we were listening back to it with like some reverb and some layers, we were like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. We also did like what, 12 tracks for that choir? Nice. Yeah, something like that. It was pretty crazy. That's awesome. That's cool, man. So, Still yeah. Figure out how to get more than nine tracks on Guitar Pro, though. Have you guys figured that out? <laughs> so, Guitar Pro 7, I think, is a little bit better. Uh, but so I, I tend to be. And Eisenmore, I tend to be the one that goes track heavy. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I very frequently run into problems where I've had too many. Um, yeah. So at a certain point, like with Guitar Pro 7, if you use like the realistic 
sound engine and you have too many tracks, it goes to shit real fast. Uh, but I, I, I would argue it goes to shit once you hit realistic sound engine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair enough. But, but eventually uh, it, like once I went to MIDI, it seems like guitar pro seven can handle it a little bit better, but I've, I don't know. I, so, so one of, one of the songs that we wrote for Eisenhower was like 17 minutes long. We actually had to split it into three files to get Guitar Pro to handle it. And that was in Guitar Pro 5. Wow. And I'm pretty, I don't think Guitar Pro 7 is going to be much different. Uh, I've got a song now that's like somewhere around 12 ish minutes and it's like, it's, it's struggling. You know, sometimes yeah. an ultimate guitar, you can get like a whole album tab and uh, the, the, Dream Theater scenes from a memory is in two files, and Guitar Pro 7 has a hard time with half of that album. <laughs> so, Bill's yeah, a Dream Theater fan. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think we're still Dream Theater geeks. <laughs> Cross reference the Dream Theater episode. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, we recorded an episode about Plug. Dream Theater. <laughs> yeah, it'll be out in. I don't know. At this rate, it'll be out in May, maybe April. We'll find out. <laughs> so right. with, with Guitar Pro, uh, sorry. Uh, no, go for like, it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, with Guitar Pro, we got creative where like there's the, uh, uh, was it mix or effects that you can add? So like right. you can have one track with like, like essentially four or however many different sounds you want. So you can use one track at different points in the song to have a different like sound on it. Nice. That's how we try and get around nine tracks only. But then that's a struggle when you're importing the MIDI into your DAW. You got to get rid of all the program changes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Figure out what instrument is what when. Yeah, exactly. Oh, geez. You can, um, if you use Reaper, you can use, um, so, so for one of our, bands we have like a light show we we have a light show encoded in midi that can then be converted via some hardware box to dmx but i actually use some reaper plugin to like fuck with the midi so that it like changes this so, so what's, what's actually being pushed out via midi is not what's actually written in the daw um so you might be able to use that to like you know clobber away things that you don't want True. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. I, what I have to do in Cubase is I just have to go into the MIDI data and there's a whole list of shit. Mm -hmm. And I just have to, I just delete all the shit and leave the notes. All right. And then duplicate tracks and then, you know, add whatever, use that for whatever sound. Yeah. I gotcha. That makes sense. I'm sure, I'm sure there's something equivalent in Cubase. It might help, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think we like we like Cubase. Reaper's cool too. I tried using it. Um, I don't know something about Cubase. I just, no, no. I used to use Cubase, and honestly, when I think when I was in college or I don't know, soon after college, I was I went for something cheap because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing this, and now I'm just used to the workflow. You know, yeah, it, but yeah. but Cubase was good when I was younger, and I wasn't paying for it and i should have been paying for it but i didn't <laughs> uh but you know um uh you know i i think i both daws are totally solid yeah they all they all do the same thing essentially so we've we've got a question from chat 
Um, oh, it's a good thing you're looking at it because my oh, yeah, no, is I, covering it up. No, I, I actually <laughs> have this it pop. From? Uh, it's from Rust three three zero seven again. Hello, Rust. Bill, uh, is that Kyle? Uh, I have no idea, actually. <laughs> Rust, he are says, you Kyle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says, how, how does the new album compare to the first two albums, in your opinions? That's a good question. That is a good question. Bill, do you want to go first, or you want me to go? Um, you could go first. Um, I mean, I guess, like, compare... I would say that this album has aspects of both. It's this sounds like a canned response, but like <laughs> it's an evolution, right? Like every album that we do is the direction that we want Dustmore to go in at that time. Hmm. And it's definitely a hybrid. So like with Legends, I would say Legends is probably a little more on the folky side, whereas of Shadow and Flame was probably a little more like black metal but with still folk and like melodic death metal and all that and we took like some of that but maybe went back to a little bit more folkiness of legends yeah it's it's really a hybrid i would say yeah i would i totally agree with that um i think we try to take elements from both albums and just try to improve upon everything that we do like make it different but not too different right yeah Cool. I think cool. even as far as the mix goes too, like when we did Legends, um, we were still pretty new to the whole thing, and we kind of didn't like we knew what we wanted it to sound like, but we kind of didn't, and we just leaned on Kristoff to make it sound good. Yeah. And then with of Shadow and Flame, we gave him a little more direction because we had an idea with that one and that that was kind of like this whole concept and we wanted a lot of atmosphere we wanted it to sound huge but i think we tried to make it sound too huge and there was like Mm. so much reverb on everything yeah (laughs) so we're trying to scale the reverb back a little bit but we still want it to sound huge so yeah yeah. i get you it's it's like the wrestling between clarity and atmosphere exactly (laughs) yeah i actually somewhere in the middle like of Shadow and Flame is maybe too far in the like verbed out direction. So I yeah. did actually, um, that, that did remind me. So I was listening to your first album, uh, again, a few days ago and I was, you guys are like ex- spectacularly good at crafting atmosphere. Um, and I, I found it, especially given that you write in guitar pro, that's actually something that I struggle with writing in t- guitar pro, trying to write like ambient passages and, um, like, like doing builds of things. How do you, I get, I, I, are those, um, how do those ideas come about and like, how do you flesh them out? You know, do you play, do you play a riff and then put it in guitar pro and then think of how to build on it? Or like, I, I guess your process for creating, uh, just the atmosphere that you do in your music. I think it's a good question for you, Bill. Cause you, you have like a specific, like you, you, you have like imagery in mind, right? Sometimes. Yeah. I'd say like most of the time it's just like me sitting on my bedroom floor, like a nerd, like with the door shut, like with my little pedal. And then I put the loop on and I'll either come up with like a melody first or a chord progression and then a melody over that. Nice. And just like series of parts that would go together, not necessarily like from start to finish, 
but and then like once i put those into guitar pro like starting to add keys and or just like whatever instruments and seeing how it sounds and then just kind of going from there that's how i do it but yeah and even like before that though like when you when i go to write the lyrics you'll like send me an image or something be like i was like looking at this image when writing parts of this song and i'm like oh okay i know exactly what you're going for i mean i knew that from what he wrote but like seeing the image i could see where he came up with those ideas yeah just like finding a picture online of something that inspires you and seeing if you can it's like a challenge to try to make it sound like you're actually there with a guitar i don't know right no that's cool that's very cool it works (laughs) yeah no it clearly does because yeah man you guys write some Killer fucking music, that's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for cussing so I can put the explicit tag on here. <laughs> Crap. Oh, darn. Shucks. <laughs> Willikers. It's too fucking late, Mike. <laughs> well, I like that strategy a lot more than what we end up doing sometimes. Is uh, there, there was one song, it had a whole set of lyrics, and we decided to trash them and write new lyrics but now now you have the song that has no idea you know it's just like here's a bunch of music what does this what what imagery does this evoke and uh, so wait did you did you write the lyrics and then wrote the song to the lyrics is that what you're saying we uh, I, i'm assuming you're talking about the meat of poetry tim Oh, um, no actually but we're gonna have the same problem with that one i was talking about yeah. mount Baden. Oh yeah, so it was originally about being shipwrecked or something. Yeah, so and then it became about the loss, uh, y- you know, losing a losing a uh, battle. You know, I make it sound so nothing, but it's it's there's a lot more to it than that. No, so so I think that was a song that I primarily wrote, and I didn't really have much of an idea in mind when I wrote it, um, other than it sounded sort of doomy. And uh, one set of lyrics was written for it, and and they were totally finished, but we ended up feeling like they were a little too cluttered. So we shit-canned the whole thing. So it's like we still have this bass instrumentation with nothing more for it. Um, uh, One of the... One of the complicating factors of Eisenhower in particular is the number of members when it comes to writing, because like, like it's good and it's bad, because you end up having lots of conflicting ideas. And I think that was one of the times where we butted heads a little bit more than uh, we, uh, we usually do uh, trying to come up with the lyrics to that song. But, but yeah, yeah, we ended up with this wayward song and it was like, I don't know if this is going to get made. If you don't have any ideas for this, how this song is going to turn out. Um, But, but it sounds like you guys work super well together and you're able to kind of just like, you know, uh, you know, I was thinking of this and then you can take it and run with it and, and like paint a, you know, paint the lyrics to, to match the, the imagery. And I think that's super neat. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it definitely works out really well. Like we've never really had problems yeah. writing, yeah. writing together. Um, but like, like I th- that it's easier only having two guys compared to seven. I mean, yeah, that must be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little hard it's not too bad we're generally pretty on the same page but yeah you know thing you know how it gets sometimes 
Yeah, I think for the most part too, like Bill, like we'll kind of write songs separately because um, we live like, you know, two and a half, three hours apart from each other. So like getting together to write is kind of yeah. like ahead of the question. Yeah, but, I saw the, the Pennsylvania slash New Jersey thing and I was assuming it was like Philly versus Camden. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's uh, Scranton versus Central New Jersey, Matawan. Oh, nice. If you are from New Jersey, you'll probably wince at me saying Central because some people say there's no such thing as Central. There's only North and South. <laughs> That's a whole nother debate. Fucking Jersey, I'd a- man. <laughs> I'd ask what exit, but I don't want to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> 120 off the parkway. <laughs> oh, fancy. <laughs> well, actually, 117 now I've moved. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you tend to write at the same pace? Because, um, okay, so your first album was 2014. Your second album was 2017. Here we are four years later with the next one. It sounds like you're pretty consistent. Like, do you write in spurts or are you just always going or can, can you turn it on and off? I wish I could. <laughs> like, um, I would say... It was maybe a little quicker in the beginning, just because like both of us has had less like real life, like or not real life, playing WoW too much, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like responsible obligations going on as far as work and family and everything. But I th- yeah, I it think, only gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I think we're still kind of keeping to a similar timeline. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. As far as like ideas coming to you is that kind of a question part of the question too like yeah 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 um no nah, man that shit's a struggle like yeah you can't control that i can't right well, i was looking for uh for a secret you know <laughs> Dude. yeah there's no secret man the same we're all going through the same stuff yeah yeah i, I find i write a lot all at once and then it all sounds the same so i like, <laughs> So I have three for the next Eisenmore. I have three Doomy songs in A minor that I all, that I wrote in the same week. It's like, well, so you got to gotta turn it into an eighteen-minute long song, then. Yeah, uh, that's nothing, what I'm for. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing screams uh, exciting like eighteen minutes in one key. <laughs> so. Yeah, you could write a couple parts of key change. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll sprinkle in some. Uh, you know, just a few changes and then hit, or uh, rewrite, rewrite one of the parts to be in a different key. To just, uh, yep. take this. If you, you go with the, you know, the band sleep song yeah. dope, dope smoker. I mean, I think yeah. they just use the same notes for like the whole song. So I think it's sorry. I like, I always like talking shit on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, I, I know what you mean, though, with uh, with coming up with, like, an image. Like, I, I find, like, I, I write my best when I'm, like, when I have some grander vision for what I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, you know, as, as opposed to just kind of, like, writing something that's like, I think that sounds cool. It's, it's like the stuff where I think, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it sounds cool versus this is what I'm trying to accomplish. It's like, this stuff ends up being like way more heartfelt, in my opinion, than, and it's not to say that like, 
you know, just, just jamming doesn't produce cool songs, but you know, I, I feel like the best stuff that I've written, I've definitely had like a picture in mind, uh, or, or, or whether it be like visual or, or otherwise, it's really helped me. Yeah. There's definitely times where I'll go into something and I'll say like, what do I want this song to feel like? And not to be esoteric or like, you know, fucking out there, but like, what do I want? What emotions do I want? to convey in, in in the music and then have that vision and idea in mind when trying to write riffs. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think that helps a ton. Um, I, uh, it, I often feel like a bit of a fake when I, when I, when I get in that mode, cause I feel like I'm giving too much credence to my own creative process. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, you'll hear somebody, it's like, Oh, we were going, this album was supposed to feel like, bright pink and it's like <laughs> but, but when you do that yourself it, i personally i think i come up with a much better outcome despite, despite the fact, fact that when i hear other especially like super high art folks it's just like oh yeah sure sure that's it. but it does help right uh i think yeah yeah. Dude, that's just the imposter syndrome. Like. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like w- once you get into it, it's like, yeah, this is what I want to accomplish, and it's super cool, and it's like everything you dreamed of. But like, yeah, helping getting myself into that mode is very difficult. It is, yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask another. This is a bit of a silly question. So, so I was I was looking through your track list, and I couldn't find your track list. For your third album, I'm sure it's out there, but I was, I was just. We actually I don't didn't release it. Yeah, we didn't release it yet. Okay, so, so I'll here, look for it too. <laughs> okay, so on, on your first album, you had "Through the Ice and Snow." On your EP, you had "Through the Dark." And the second album, you had "Through the Wild." So, is there a new "Through" song? Fuck, man! There actually isn't. Wow. Is it too that, late to change it? Yes. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's why we didn't release the track list, so you guys could. <laughs> Someone could tell us something like this. Like, oh, shit, change it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you end up with like a like a, a Mike Portnoy. Uh, uh, what is what the twelve step? Seek is that is that what it's called? The twelve step suite. Yeah, yeah. We have like the through suite. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good idea, and I wish we capitalized on that. <laughs> not too late. It's not too late. Exactly. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, sorry, so, I was just going through the track list just to make sure because <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it too. I'm like, shit, I forget. <laughs> We're going to continue talking to Duskmorn about their third album, Fallen Kings and Rusted Crowns, on next week's episode of Podcast Them Down. In the meantime, support their Kickstarter, check out their Bandcamp page, follow them on all the socials. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Podcast Them Down. You can find Burning Shadows, Eisenmore, and Recently Vacated Graves on Bandcamp, as well as Facebook, along with Fade to Black Metallica Tribute and Podcast Them Down itself. Until next time, keep it metal.